0: This is on tap with bill clark what is on tap i've had some of the best conversations over a pint of ale a glass of pilsner or a bottle of brew conversations over a beer will include sports family work hobbies and the weather but we won't stop there we'll dive into what inspires us and what drives us as humans i'll invite some of my friends coworkers, mentors and community leaders to share some of their wisdom advice and of course, some of their favorite beverages. We pray our conversation blesses you and helps you find joy in this journey of life. Cheers. Welcome to On Tap with your host, Bill Clark. Welcome to On Tap. This is Bill Clark, and tonight it's just me. Well, usually we lead off and introduce our guest, uh, but tonight I just kind of wanted to go back over 2020 and kind of do a recap of 2020. Now, usually we ask um, our guests what they're drinking tonight, what their beverage is of choice. Well, this morning, um, late morning, we're on noon. Had a great conversation with a guy that was my best friend in, in grade school and in kindergarten. And uh, had a beer and a shot. So this evening I'm having a shot of Jack Daniels number seven and a Michelob Ultra to wash it down. So usually the, the first question I ask my guests is, you know, to, after they introduce themselves and tell a bit about themselves is um, to name three people they'd like to have a beer with. Well, I thought I'd change that up a little bit tonight. And what I do is um, think about three people who have passed this year, who have died this year, that I'd like to have a beer with. You know, some people popped to mind real quickly for me. But I went back and looked. Did some research. Some of the folks that passed away this year Ruth Bader Ginsburg, Chadwick Bozeman, Kobe Bryant, Alex Trebek, Charlie Pride, Sean Connery, Eddie Van Halen, John Lewis, Regis Philbin, Neil Peart, drummer from Rush, Kirk Douglas, Kenny Rogers. Joe Morgan from the Big Red Machine, Coach Don Shula, Gail Sayers, Paul Horning, Bob Gibson, Tom Seaver, Lou Brock. And also, I remember the passing this year of Rabbi Zacharias. You know, that's not a complete list of the people that passed this year that are famous, but just some of the people that, when they passed this year, I paused. It took a moment just to reflect on their lives and maybe the influence they've had on me, You know, either through their acting, through their music, or through their, their um, athletic ability as, as an athlete. So I want to change it up a little bit. As I said, usually I ask the people that, that they have to pick three people they'd like to have a beer with, and they have to be alive, and they can't be Jesus. It has to be a person on the earth, alive. So tonight, I'm changing it up a little bit. And I want to pick three people from that list of people who have passed away this year who I'd like to have a beer with. Well, number one, Eddie Van Halen. See, I graduated in 1987. And I saw Van Halen in concert several times. He was the guitarist in my favorite band. Whether it was David Lee Roth or uh, Sammy Hagar, I didn't care which. I loved Van Halen. They were my favorite band. I once waited many, many hours in line outside up in Ames to buy tickets so I could sit up in the front row to see my favorite band, Van Halen. You see, Eddie Van Halen was one of the greatest guitar players of all time. He changed music, he invented tapping on, on on, on the arm of the guitar. He also holds several patents. You know, as I kind of dug into some YouTube videos about him, the guy would tinker with guitars and take them apart, put them back together again so he could get just the right sound. But many people don't know that Eddie was an accomplished piano player. His family actually moved, I believe it was from Norway or Sweden, to the United States with just a piano and 50 bucks in their pockets, what they said. And Eddie and his brother Alex won many, many piano competitions because they were the best piano players around. But Eddie also battled drug and alcohol addiction. I just like to sit down with him, pick his brain a little bit about music and what inspires him, but also about what plagued him. And You hope Eddie's at rest because it seemed that Eddie was always battling something. My second pick from that list, Sean Connery. He was the original Bond, the first James Bond. He's also one of my favorite movies, Hunt for Red October. Some people say Sean's not a very nice guy to know. If you look up on the internet that he wasn't a real friendly guy, didn't much like people, wanted to be by himself. Looks like in the last few years, he didn't like to pay taxes, but I'd still like to sit down and have a beer with the guy. The last pick, though, was really hard, who to choose from. You got John Lewis, who was a civil rights leader, worked with Martin Luther King Jr., is part of the history that we know. Then we got Chadwick Bozeman, the Black Panther. And Kobe, even though I didn't really care for Kobe, he's still one of the top, probably three best basketball players of all time. So who would I pick for that third pick? Well, I went with Alex Trebek. Alex just seems like a down-to-earth, nice guy that would just have all kinds of stories about when he taped the show people he met didn't seem like he would ever get upset or have a terse word for anybody now I know I'm setting up you know if some people saw the Saturday Night Live skits between Sean Connery and Alex Trebek when they didn't get along on the uh, Jeopardy skits on Saturday Night Live but I think it'd be much different so the three people that I'd like to have a beer with who passed away from 2020 Number one, Eddie Van Halen. Number two, Sean Connery. And number three, Alex Trebek, as Sean Connery would say. Well, this year, this year of 2020 has been quite a year. As I look back on it, I started the year in Atlanta with my daughters at Passion. Louis Giglio's Church Passion puts on this great conference for 18 to 25 year old kids. They bring in speakers and music, and 65,000 kids worshiping. It was probably one of the greatest things I've ever got to see in my life. You know, I often imagine what heaven is like, and when Hillsong played on New Year's Eve, with 65 kids, 65,000 kids singing at the top of their lungs, it was probably as close to heaven as I can imagine this side of Earth. But Louis talked about that God was going to roar like a lion. And I think about back on this year and it's like, did God roar? God did roar. God did roar in many ways. It may take us some time to realize that, but he did. You know, most people say they can't wait for 2020 to be over, like when the calendar flips in a few days. Everything's just going to be fine and dandy back to the way that was before the pandemic hit. But some things I'm thankful for in 2020. You know, I met more neighbors. You know, as the pandemic hit, um, people started getting out when it was good weather. And I saw neighbors that I'd never seen before. I got to meet them. Also, everything that was on our calendar was canceled, Cal- calendars were completely clear. So that meant every night, night after night, we got to have we got to have a meal together as a family and prepare a meal together. I developed a great, great friendship with two of my neighbors. Yeah, I knew him before, but I didn't really know him. And now I consider him two of my best friends. Yeah, I saw people making masks for others. Saw a neighbor helping neighbor after the derecho hit, the storm that hit central Iowa. I learned how to play Catan with my kids. which was a lot of fun. Still haven't won yet. I'm going to. We started weekly FaceTime calls with the family just to check in, see how people are doing, to see their faces. We had virtual happy hours. We got to spend just time with people, you know, with our family, with our immediate family. You know, we thought a lot of things in our calendar were important until they were taken off the calendar. And then we realized they weren't so important after all. And it made us realize what was important. Yeah, you know, 2020. Some say it was a crazy year. It would be a cr- year to be remembered for a long, long time. I'm not so sure. Down the road, I mean, I'm 50 years old when I'm 70, or I remember how bad this year was in some people's minds not really sure time will tell hindsight is 2020 as they say well during this year excuse me as I take a little sip of Jack Daniels when our calendars cleared up I got to watch binge watch some great shows. Watch Bosch. We watch Jack Ryan. But uh, right after Thanksgiving, when school shut down and I wasn't working, I also got COVID, and so I spent you know lots of days in solitary. I started watching I just pull up Netflix and try to find something to watch what's something to watch so what's the first thing that kind of pops up in my queue I see the series the Crown so I start watching I start excuse me I start watching it so if you don't know about the Crown it's based on real characters but the series is not a documentary but rather a TV show so it's based on the royalty the you know Queen Elizabeth and her family in Great Britain. But people had to write articles that the show is not real. What they say and what they do, it's not a documentary. It's based on real characters, but it's a TV show. It's a drama. And I got really hooked into this show. I mean, the Queen and the Prince Philip, played by two great actors in the first two seasons, were awesome. John Lithgow plays Winston Churchill. He was awesome. So I'm going through the series. I haven't completed it yet. I'm in season three right now. Actually, I just started season four. But then season seven, there's this, there's this um, episode. And it takes place in 1969. So 1969, we land on the moon. And you don't realize how much the world is captivated by this single event of landing on the moon. Until you see it through the perspective of the royal family. As they're all huddled around these TVs in, in Buckingham Palace. Watching this event unfold. Prince Philip, who's Queen Elizabeth's husband, is really, really obsessed with the whole thing. He can't get enough of it. So episode 7 of season 3 is entitled Moondust. So the whole world watches Apollo 11 launch and the the moon landing. Prince Philip is obsessed with it. He binge watches the exploits of Neil Armstrong, Buzz Aldrin, and Michael Collins for hours on end. And he reads just about anything he can find about the mission. Meanwhile, Prince Philip, the events of the moon landing trigger all these, like these all-consuming, he's, he's he's having a midlife crisis, is what he's doing. So he's have Prince Philip is having this midlife crisis. Prince Philip's feelings of failure are exasperated when Windsor Castle's new in-house bishop, so they, they go to, they have this church that they go to, and the bishop there is not very good. In fact, Prince Philip refuses to keep going because people just fall asleep and, He's very dry and uh, he's getting older and so they replace the bishop in the in, 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 in the church that the royal family goes to and this Robin Woods comes and he creates this academy for spiritual and personal growth and he wants to treat burnout clergymen and he asks a very unwitting Duke of Edinburgh, Prince Philip, into one of their group sessions. So in group therapy, the first time they meet, Prince Philip snidely mocks everything that Dean Woods and his fellow men of God are trying to achieve from calling the program a concentration camp for spiritual defectives onto the participants for sitting around and talking about potentious, self-pious nonsense instead of taking action. You see, he's Prince Philip, he's, he's really obsessed with the bravery and the action that the astronauts did. And he sees these clergy guys sitting around Kind of wallowing and worrying about what's going on, and he lets them have it. So a few months after the trip in this in this episode, the queen gets notification that the astronauts are on this tour, like this victory tour of, of Europe. And she gets notification, she gets asked, Do you would you like the astronauts to visit Buckingham Palace? When Prince Philip finds out, he is like, "Uh, uh y- yes, I want to meet these guys," because he is completely captivated by him. And but he also asks for fifteen minutes alone, just with the astronauts. So when this is granted to Prince Philip, he goes back through all these articles and these these TV shows and and everything in this research, and he starts doing all this research to write out all these questions because Prince Philip is trying to find out. You know, he's he's searching for this. Why is he a prince having this midlife crisis and feeling like he's a failure versus these astronauts that have gone into space and landed on the moon? So he meets the astronauts and it's really awkward because he starts asking like his first questions like these really high level, um, you know, really deep questions. And the astronauts are battling colds and they're just tired. From, from the whole thing. So Prince Philip is also a pilot and he, you know, he, he wants to ask some questions in, in, in that genre. And then, you know, the astronauts just want to tell stories about things and pretty much the, the big qu- answer to, to Prince Philip's questions is, you know, they pretty much spent our entire time with lists in our hands. We didn't have time to really take in what was happening, to understand, to grasp it, to, to, to put it in a big picture. We had, we had a duty to do, we had steps we had to go through, and it had to happen in a certain precise way. So Prince Philip is he's, he's disappointed and he ends up only asking one question out of that out of this list of questions that he spent all this time developing. You know, it's like he 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 meets these heroes, these brave men, and he's completely let down. So later on, they go into the episode. It's almost near the end, and Prince Philip finds himself again with Dean Woods, and he's amongst the men, and his tone is completely changed this time. And I was able actually to 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 pull the audio out because I wanted you to hear this. This conversation so as you can imagine prince philip sitting a bunch a circle of chairs with a bunch of pastors and this is what he had to share
1: with him my mother died recently <clears throat> she she saw that something was amiss it's a good word, that A miss. She saw that something was missing in her youngest child, her only son. Faith. How's your faith, she asked me. I'm here to admit to you that I've lost it. And without it, what is there? The the loneliness and emptiness and anticlimax of going all that way to the moon to find nothing but haunting desolation, ghostly silence, gloom. That is what faithlessness is. As opposed to finding wonder, ecstasy, the, the miracle of divine creation, God's design and purpose. I trying to say am trying to say that the solution to our problems uh, I think is not in the, in the ingenuity of the rocket or the science or the technology or even the bravery no the answer is in here you're here or wherever it is that faith resides. And so, Dean Woods, having ridiculed you for what you and these poor, blocked, lost souls <laughs> <laughs> were, were trying to achieve here in St. George's House, I now find myself full of respect and admiration, and not a small part of desperation. As I come to say, help. Those three astronauts deserve all our praise and respect for their undoubted heroism. I was more scared coming here to see you today than I would have been going up in any bloody rocket. <laughs>
0: I've watched that clip several times. Several times. You a know, word amiss. Maybe sev- sev- several people would use the word if you had to... St- Pick a word to describe 2020. What would it be? A miss. A miss is described as not quite right. Not quite right. Now 2020, for some people, was one of the worst years I've had. For some people, it's one of the best years I've had. I think for most people... They've had moments where it's been one of the worst years they've had. And moments it's been one of the best years they've had. You know, the calendar is going to flip here in a few days. It's going to be 21. But this virus, this pandemic, and things are going on in the world do you think it follows a calendar? It doesn't. I thought about the last question that I asked people as I'm watching this clip about joy. You would think this guy that lives in a palace that has all this money, he's married to the queen, would have joy. But as you watch this video and you listen to this audio, he's broken. He doesn't have joy. And I'm afraid many people this year that I've run to have lost their joy because their joy was connected to things of this earth. So my last question is, what brings you joy? What is true joy? Now, I was thinking about joy. And there's an article that I was sent many weeks ago by a friend. The Apostle Paul talked about joy in the book of Philippians. The book of Philippians is a very short book, but he wrote the word joy 16 times. And we remember that Paul was in a prison cell in Rome, waiting to be executed. You see, this should have been the darkest days of his life, but he wrote what some consider the most encouraging book of the Bible. You know, he tells us that joy is available no matter the circumstance. You see, Jesus went to the cross with a view of joy before him. People don't think about joy in Jesus on the cross. So when COVID hit, when the whole pandemic hit, it was back in March, I had the opportunity and the honor and privilege to be preaching at a church that Sunday. Just before it happened. So it would be March 15th. And every day I get a verse on my phone. And that morning I got a verse on my phone. That was Psalm 73, 26. That said, My flesh and my heart may fail. But God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. And maybe I like to change that up a little bit. And just tweak that verse a little bit. And say, My flesh and my heart may fail. I may be seeking joy in things of this world. But God is the strength of my joy Forever. God is the strength of my joy forever. He has to be. Because this world's going to let you down. It's going to let you down and it's going to make you try to figure out what joy is. You know, the election happened and some people were happy and some people weren't. But my joy is not around an election or whether there's a pandemic or not or the pandemic gets over. Whether the vaccine works or it doesn't, our joy has to be centered on Jesus. And so 2020, to describe it as a miss, okay, I'll give you that. It's not quite right. Of all the years i lived on this earth, 50 years, this past year, 2020, was not quite right. It wasn't like the others. But there's still joy. There's still joy to be found. There's still joy to see. Joy to see in the things of this world. Joy in Jesus Christ who was born and is stable for us. Thank you for listening to our podcast this year. As next year we turn to 2021. We'll invite some more folks on. Ask them to share what they're drinking who they'd like to have a beer with and what brings them brings them joy in this journey of life have a great one god bless